Hello, it is great to have you with us this morning, and I'm so pleased you're here for the last in our Big Questions series. We've taken a few weeks to ask together some of the big questions that all of us at different times in our life might find ourselves asking. We first ask, why on earth am I here? A huge question, and found that it makes sense to believe that we're here because there's a God who loves us, who made us, and who designed us for a relationship with himself. Then we ask, well, what's wrong with the world? We look around us and we see there is plenty wrong. And we found that ultimately it comes down to our hearts. The fact that every human heart has turned itself away from God, has gone our own way, rejected his ways, and all our problems ultimately come down to that. But then we saw that Jesus has come as the solution to that problem. We asked, why should I care about Jesus? We found that Jesus is the one who most clearly reveals God to us and that he's the one who comes to deal with that problem of the human heart turned away from God. And then last week, Anid helped us think about the church. And although it's true the church has done a lot of damage, heartbreakingly has harmed many people, Anid helped us see God has a plan and a vision for the church that is truly beautiful and life-giving that all of us should want to be true when the church is living out life as it should be. And today, in our final question, I think is another really big one for all of us. We're going to ask, how can I be true to myself? This is a huge question, and you might be familiar with it from kind of classic internet quotes. Things like, always stay true to yourself and never sacrifice who you are for anyone. Or, if you want to be happy, you must be true to who you are. And actually, the idea of being true to yourself isn't a new thing. We can go back to Shakespeare in the 1500s, the great playwright. And in Hamlet, he has one of his characters talking to their son, say, this above all, to thine own self be true. That's Shakespeare saying, be true to yourself. But maybe for us today, the most common time and place we can hear this concept is celebrities. One example comes from Ellen DeGeneres, who's very famous as a talk show host over in the States. She said, stay true to yourself. Never follow someone else's path unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. By all means, you should follow that. Or another one comes from Amber Riley very famous for playing Mercedes in Glee, who says, as long as you're being true to yourself, you will always find happiness. And I think actually those words there from Amber Riley helpfully highlight for us why being true to ourselves is so important. It's because true happiness, true satisfaction in life comes through being true to ourselves, living out who we really are, our true identity. That is the route to fulfillment. Another place, actually, that helps us see this is Toy Story 4. And the new character in Toy Story 4, Forky. Forky is this toy who's been created out of trash, out of rubbish. And so he thinks he's going to find fullness of life by being in the bin. And there's a scene at the start of the film, or near the start, where he keeps running, throwing himself in the bin, and Woody has to keep rescuing him, bringing him out. And Forky has to come to learn over the course of the film that he is a toy, and therefore, fullness of life for him, true satisfaction, isn't found in the bin. It's found by being a toy and doing the stuff that toys do. Forky helps us see that true satisfaction comes when we live out who we really are, when we're true to ourselves. And so being true to ourselves is vitally important. Because the reality is, lots of people think that Christianity stops people from being true to themselves. That actually there are rules and regulations that are oppressive and constrictive and that even for some people, Jesus asked them to completely deny who they are, to hide away parts of themselves and to uh, not really be true to themselves. We actually need to wrestle with the question, can following Jesus really help us to be true to ourselves? 
I think, though, that it can. In fact, I think following Jesus is the only way to be really, truly true to ourselves. And I want to help us to see why that is. But before we ask, actually, how can we be true to ourselves, we've got to take a step back and look at the assumption behind that question. That question assumes we know who we are, we know who our self is, and we do, every one of us, live out an answer to that question all the time. We're always living out an answer to the question, who am I? But rarely do we stop to think, how do I actually find who I am? We take that for granted, but it's worth stopping, pausing, and thinking about that question first. How do I find who I am? And there are lots of different answers that can be given to that. A really common one in our day and age and our culture is the answer, you yourself decide. Only you can know who you are, and only you can tell other people who you are. Meghan Markle, actually, is going to summarize this quite nicely. She said, you draw your own box. You introduce yourself as you are. You create the identity that you want for yourself. And some people really do do that. They create their own identity out of nothing almost. This is who I am because it's who I say I am. But more often, actually, we do this you deciding yourself thing by looking inside of ourselves, so a bit of self-examination to find inside who we are. There's actually an article online, a WikiHow article, which says, which is called How to Stay True to Yourself. And some of the first steps it gives are to look inside yourself and to examine your values, determine your interests, find your goals. Often we look inside ourselves and we're looking for our feelings, our desires, and that's the real us. That's why it's really common in our society for people to say, I have to be able to do this thing because this is who I am. It's the desire I have inside, it's who I am, therefore I have to be allowed to do it. And if this is right, it means that being true to ourselves only actually requires listening to ourselves. Nothing outside of us will really matter. It won't matter what other people say, what our bodies say, the community or history says. The only thing that matters is what we say, who we say we are. And this kind of sounds great, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be great if everyone had the freedom just to be themselves and live out what they find inside, with no one oppressing them, stopping them, challenging them? That sounds like a great idea. And that's the kind of vision of the world that some people want and are working for, campaigning for. But I wonder if we stop and think, I wonder if it is actually such a good thing, such a good way of finding who we really are. You see, this is an identity based on our feelings, our desires, the stuff inside. And we all know that they can change. They're not a solid, stable basis for identity to be rooted in. They can change, but they can also conflict. What if I really want this, and I really want this, but I can't have both of them? Which one do I embrace and follow and live out to be true to myself, to live my best life? Which one's actually going to bring me true satisfaction? It gets pretty confusing. But the biggest problem is all of us know we might look inside and find things which aren't good. Things we wouldn't say are who we are, that we should act on. What if I look inside myself and I find, if I'm honest, a deep desire to kill lots of people? What if actually I feel that my true self inside is I'm a bloodthirsty murderer? If you can be true to the yourself you find inside you, why can't I be true to the myself I find inside me? It doesn't really work. And actually, even people who aren't followers of Jesus recognize this. There's a non-Christian psychologist who writes for Psychology Today, and he said this. That's the problem with being true to yourself as a universal rule. Hitler was true to himself. So was Martin Luther King. We like Martin Luther King's authenticity, but not Hitler's. Why? 
because we like Martin Luther King's true self. I think we can probably relate to that. We might not be Hitler, but we've all got desires inside ourselves that we know aren't good. Things we have to keep in check and regulate. Maybe we get very angry about things. Maybe we want to take revenge. We get jealous. Maybe it's greed or selfishness or wanting to have stuff that actually isn't ours. All of us have to regulate ourselves and control ourselves, suppress some of what we find inside. No one actually really lives out everything they find inside of themselves as if that is the true them. And of course, the Christian story explains this story. We know why it is that actually what's inside of us isn't a good basis for who we are, because we know that's where the problem lies. It's the inside of us, our hearts, that's turned away from God. That's where all our problems have started. That's why it's not a good basis to root our identity in. So if we ask the question, how do I find who I am? And we say, well, you decide, you look inside yourselves. Sometimes that goes really badly. And we're stuck with a difficult decision of who does get to live out what they find inside and who doesn't. Maybe it's not actually the best way of doing this. So if you decide isn't a good answer, maybe it should be others decide. Maybe other people should get to decide who you really are, who your true self is. What other people think of us would become the answer. And it strikes me, this is a, quite a natural human way of thinking about things. Lots of us seem to live this way. We view ourselves as other people view us, or at least as we think other people view us. Often there's a difference there. So we strive to be good and to look good. We kind of curate and shape our lives on social media, and even in day-to-day life, the bits we do let people see of our lives. And we suppress and hide away the bad stuff we don't want people to know is there. We hope people will think well of us. We want to be praised as a good person, a, a good friend, a good parent. We want to be liked and loved and accepted. But I'm not sure this one works either. Again, this as a way of making your identity, it's an unstable thing. It's based on what other people think. Well, you can't control that. At any moment, that could change. There's no stability to this identity. And also, it's based on what other people think of you in regards to how you live. Do you meet up to a certain level? Do you reach a certain set of criteria? Do you live a good way? What happens if you don't always reach that criteria? None of us can always live perfectly all the time. What happens if you make a huge mistake? Any good identity you have can come crumbling down as people's opinion of you changes. And actually also, this can produce really bad identities. And I know this from personal experience. I lived for years, actually, with a completely wrong conception of what other people thought of me. And the controlling narrative in my life, what I believed deep down, is that people thought I was a freak and a weirdo. I thought I didn't really make the cut as a real man or even as a normal person. I thought people only loved me out of pity, really. I had a completely uh, skewed sense of who I was because I was letting other people, or what I thought other people thought of me, dictate who I was. Letting others decide who you are rarely actually goes well. It's not a good answer to the question, how do I find who I am? And so if neither way works, you decide doesn't work, others decide doesn't work, how do we find our true selves? How do we find who we really are? Well, I wonder if here Ellen DeGeneres can help us. That quote we read at the start, she said, stay true to yourself. Never follow someone else's path unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. By all means, you should follow that. I just wonder, maybe we're in the woods. Maybe we're lost and we need a path. Maybe there is a better path to find who we really are. And I think that path is the one offered by Jesus. You see, there's an alternative that works. 
It's not you decide. It's not others decide. It's God decides. And it strikes me that this makes total sense. It makes sense that if God created us, he would be the one who tells us who we really are. Again, Forky, Toy Story 4, can help us here. Forky might look inside himself and feel like he's still rubbish. Other people might look at him and think, well, you kind of still look like a load of rubbish. But his creator, Bonnie, the little girl, says, you are a toy. And he is a toy because she says he is, and she has created him. Who we are comes from our creator. The Bible says that every single one of us as human beings has been created in the image of God. That in some way we reflect something of what God is like. That gives us inherent worth and dignity. It means our lives are worthy of preservation and protection because we are somehow like God. And it also tells us we're created for relationship with God. That true fulfillment for every human can only be found in a relationship with the God who made us. And we know that's why Jesus came. We know from a few weeks ago, the problem we have is this heart turned away from God, but Jesus comes to transform our hearts and to forgive us. He dies taking upon himself the punishment we deserve. He's a a substitute, a sacrifice on our behalf so we can be forgiven and we can enter into this relationship with God. And when we follow Jesus, when we enter that relationship, we get a new identity. We become a child of God. God adopts every person who follows Jesus as his son or as his daughter. We read about this in the Bible in one of the accounts of Jesus' life, the first chapter of John's gospel. And John says, But to all who did receive him, that's received Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If we become a follower of Jesus, We become a son or a daughter of God. We enter into this secure position where we know we are always loved, that God always delights over us. Even the Bible says he sings songs over us because he so uh, loves us and he's so excited about us. And this new identity is received. It's not achieved by living up to a certain set of standards so people think well of you and they give you your identity. It's not discovered within and then kind of performed by pronouncing it to the world through the way you live It's received as a gift. It's given to us wholesale. And that's wonderfully, wonderfully good news. It makes it a radically different form of identity. It's an identity which is secure. It's not based on your feelings and desires that can change. It's not based on the opinions of other people that can change. It's based on what God says about you. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then what God says about you is based on how God feels about Jesus. And that will never change. This is a good identity that is solid and secure. It will never change. It's secure. It's also unchallengeable. doesn't matter what other people say, what other people think of us. doesn't matter what we find inside, what we're feeling, what our feelings or desires are. All that matters is what God says about us. And that's always going to be based on what Jesus has done. It's unchallengeable. No one can really challenge this identity. It's secure and stable. And this identity wonderfully takes the pressure off. If you're letting others decide who you are, there is a lot of pressure to live a certain way, to meet their kind of standards so they think well of you. If you're letting yourself decide who you are, there's a lot of pressure to find who really am I? What do I find inside and how do I express that and announce that to the world and keep living that out? There's huge pressure. This identity is received, it's given to us. Jesus has done all the work already. All we do is receive it and embrace it and enjoy it. 
we can know that we're always loved. We are always accepted. We're always welcomed in by God. And if this is who we really are, then true life, true fullness of life, true fulfillment in life will be found by living out this identity. Living as a child of God, living God's way. So how can we be true to ourselves? Well, it's got to start by recognizing who we really are. That doesn't come from within. doesn't come from other people. It comes from the God who created us. We've been created in the image of God. We're those designed to have a relationship with him. And the wonderful good news is that Jesus has come to make that relationship possible, to open the way for us, to offer us forgiveness with God, a relationship with him. And with that relationship comes a new identity. We get to be adopted as God's children, his son or his daughter, and we receive an identity, which is the only truly solid, secure, and always life-giving identity we can have. So to really be true to ourselves, we need to become a follower of Jesus. To receive and embrace this identity that we're created to have and to enjoy and to thrive and flourish through living out. And that is an invitation Jesus makes to every single one of us. The invitation is to turn away from our old life, to turn to follow him, to receive forgiveness, to enter this relationship, to receive this identity and to truly be true to ourselves. Maybe that's something you've never done before. That's something you can do even today. Even right now in your own words, even later today, maybe on your own, in your own words. And if you do do that, or just you want to know more about what that means to become a follower of Jesus, do reach out to us. You can send us a message on social media. You can email us, phone us, however you want to do it. Get in touch with us. Step into this life where we truly, honestly, get to be true to ourselves. Let me just pray for us as I bring things to a close. Father God, we thank you so much that you want us to be true to ourselves. That you want to offer us a new identity, a, a true identity, the, the best identity there can possibly, possibly be. And right now, God, let's pray. Please help us to turn away from our old lives. Help us to choose to be followers of you. And in doing so, to receive the identity of being a child of God. And help us to embrace that, to enjoy that, and to find fullness of life as we are true to ourselves and living that out. Artists in your precious name. Amen.